everybody. It's six o'clock. It's Monday. It's time for the joke workshop here on mutinyradio.fm in .sf. We have a crazy full list tonight. I don't know what happened, but everyone seems to be here, uh, not in the room right now. They're all outside talking, but we're going to bring up your first comedian. I'm going to let you know how the joke workshop works. There are four minute sets at three minutes. There will be a horn that lets you know to wrap it up. And during the, that's for the first 10 comics. And then from 11 to 15, we have comments for comedians. We have the microphones up all over the room. And then from there, we just do four-minute sets. But again, we have a stacked list of comedians. So we're going to get started, even though they don't know we're going to get started. But that's the way it is. Uh, <laughs> Lauren Kraut knows what's going on. But put your hands together your first comedian i mean tell him tell teddy we're st we, it's, it's six o'clock hard we gotta start put your hands together everybody for your first comedian teddy alexander <laughs> thank you everyone uh keep it going for pam <laughs> and uh yes get it going um so I've been doing some uh, decluttering recently, just trying to get rid of some stuff that I don't need. I'm using the Marie Kondo method. Are folks still familiar with Marie Kondo? Yes, okay, great. So Marie Kondo, she's got like a mantra or a saying. When she's gonna get rid of something, she'll take the object and she'll say thank you before she discards it. And I took great inspiration from that. Um, so I too have a saying. Now, when I'm gonna get rid of an object, I say, you're trash, you've always been trash, you'll always be trash, and now you're going in the trash. And then I just put it in the maybe pile, <laughs> and if I don't touch that thing for another six months, it's going in the goddamn trash. That's a commitment, I'm sticking to it. But as you take stock of the things in your life, uh, you also take stock of the people that you're grateful for, friends, family, neighbors. Um, I have one neighbor in particular that I'm very grateful for, Jerry. Um, he's the homeless man that lives outside of my building. Uh, and he and I have gotten very close. Uh, he even has a nickname for me, or a pet name. Uh, he likes to call me Cunt Bitch. <laughs> and uh, every once in a while, he'll just flick a lit cigarette at me. And um, it is so generous <laughs> because... I know for a fact it may have taken hours to come by, and it just, it does not go unnoticed. So <laughs> give thanks for your neighbors. Um, have you all noticed how easy it is to start acting like an alcoholic when you're around recovering alcoholics? It's weird. It's, uh, it's interesting. Um, you know, when I'm around, you know, I got some people coming over for dinner, they're in recovery. I'll find myself going to the kitchen to check on the food and just like chugging a beer behind the open door of the fridge. Uh, all of a sudden I've got a, a pint of vodka stored in the toilet tank and I'm forgetting to pick up my kids from school. It's just, it's a very steep, steep curve. Um, maybe it's just the empathy, strong sense of empathy, but I think it's a problem. Um, I would never want to host an intervention for somebody who was very close to me, because um, I think that would just be really hard. I, I take hosting very seriously. 
And uh, when I'm the host, I just really want people to have a good time. And it doesn't seem like the venue for that. Uh, although maybe I'm just being negative. I think people would, you know, they'd get to talking and they'd start sharing and the wine would be flowing. And yeah, eventually I think we'd have a good time. Um, I can't sleep on my back uh, because I'm not a good enough person. Um, I sleep on my stomach with my neck cranked to the side. That should tell you what a terrible person I am. I'm a monster. And uh, although I may be a bad person, I'm no dummy, okay? And that's why I do not carry my phone in my back pocket. I don't want back cancer. I carry my phone in my front pocket. Front cancer is far more manageable. You can see it, okay? Use your heads, all right? That's all it is. Uh, that's all I got for you tonight. Thank you so much. I'm Teddy Alexander. Give it up for Pam. Keep your hands clapping for Teddy Alexander. So brave, going first, yay. All right, our second comedian isn't here yet, so we're gonna go to the wait list. Uh, if you are on the wait list, and you, oh, he is here, I'm sorry, I didn't see you. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody, Devondre Coleman. What's up, white people, make some noise. There's far too much noise. Yeah, I had a nightmare I was white recently. <laughs> There's no mirrors in this nightmare. I just know I was white because I had a gluten allergy. I was being chased by slices of bread. The rest of this nightmare was peaceful. It was kind of peaceful being white. I went to a white pride rally. I was surrounded by avocados. They were playing the Lumineers. Now I'm thinking about it, it might not have been a white pride rally. It might have just been a farmer's market. That made a lot of noise. Are y'all proud of being white? That's good, that's good. I'm, I think you should be able to be proud to be white. Race is kind of fucked it up for y'all. You can be proud of your ethnicity as long as you don't shit on other ethnicities. You can just be like, yeah, I love being white and coleslaw. Yeah. Since I moved to California, I've been seeing a lot of Filipinos. Kind of jealous of Filipinos, because out here, they're like the hip-hop minority. Supposed to be us. It's kind of like when you find out somebody from a different high school fucked the teacher you had a crush on. Like, how did y'all even meet? Yeah. I hate when people have children and they call them their little miracles. They have a baby and they're like, oh, it's a little miracle. It's not a miracle. You got nutted in. That's what's supposed to happen. There's been one miracle baby ever and a lot of people don't believe his mom. Whenever I don't use a condom and she still gets her period, that's the miracle. <laughs> I, don't wanna, I don't wanna be a parent. Uh, people say like being a mom is the hardest job in the world. I don't really believe that because in some states not being a mom is harder. But with that, they also say that being a dad is the easiest job. Like, being dad, being a dad might be one of the easiest jobs, but it's not the easiest. You cannot be a dad. That seems way easier. My dad would know. <laughs> when people find out I never met my dad, they always ask this stupid question, like, what was life growing up? What was life like growing up without a dad? 
I don't know. Kind of like asking what was life like growing up without a Tesla. Like, yeah, having one seems cool, but at least I know it won't randomly hit my mom. <laughs> I do a lot to make sure I don't have any children. Uh, people, people judge men for taking condoms on first dates. That's silly. I take a condom everywhere I go. I got one on me right now. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Nobody judges basketball players for taking basketballs to the basketball courts. You might play a game. That's my time. I'm Devon Chicago. Good Devon Coleman, everyone. Thanks for clapping. Yay. Your next comedian, I'm so excited that she's here. She's actually the guest host of Blarney Stone tonight. And uh, she actually uh, sounds and smells like coleslaw. I'm kidding. You don't smell like coleslaw. <laughs> she doesn't smell like coleslaw. I'm, I was mean. I'm sorry. I love her. Uh, put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Kraut, Kraut, don't wear it out. Actually, I wear it everywhere I go. Last name joke. Okay. All right. I'm stuck. Fuck. <laughs> okay. People, um, people, you say, you say, where did it go? Like, people say like a lot. And you say it like that. It's okay to say, like that time we went to Boston to see grandma. But don't be saying, you know, like about the game. It's just about the game, right? You don't say like, you don't say like. It's already a word. You got to say something that's not a word. Like, um. <laughs> see how I used like to say um? That's, see what I did there? Thank you. But um and uh and uh, not uh, uh, are, are sounds. They're expressions, and those are okay. And this is new material, like I was telling you. <laughs> so bear with me, motherfuckers. All right. Um, anybody have math anxiety? Yeah? Do you have it like you can't add in your head? You can't do addition or subtraction? If, if somebody asked me to do multiplication or figure out when somebody was born, that, that they were born, how old they are, if they were born in 1987, I just freeze. I it's like a cold lake in January or something. It's just all right. That's terrible. <laughs> um, I have a heart monitor now. I have for a week, for two weeks. I have to wear this stupid thing. Um, it's all because of um, my experience. What three weeks ago now, um, when I was playing Puff Puff Pass and I threw it up and I said Puff Puff Pass out, <laughs> and the doctor didn't like that. So now they have to, now, so every time I feel a symptom, I go write it down in this little fucking book, and I have to be very exact. It plays up to my OCD because I have to tell the time, the date, the year, what I was wearing, what happened, what I felt like, and why I did that. And mostly so far, it's stood up <laughs> from <laughs> bending down. <laughs> and that makes me dizzy. So that's, that's all that's new in my corner. Um, oh, one other thing I want to say. Does, do people have a purpose in life? 
Do you, do you know, like, do you have a purpose? Do you, uh, for me, it's constantly changing. Uh, like, sometimes it's just to wake up in the morning. That's my purpose, if it's been a rough night. Um, that's not serious. But did I? I didn't get the thing. Um, but when you think about it, your, pur your purpose is to experience life. So whatever you're happening, whatever's happening, whatever you're doing, it's to experience it. And I don't know where this is going. It's just uh, I'm fleshing it out. So <laughs> thank God. All right. All right. I'm going to give my time back to the room. Thanks very much, everybody. Yay, Lauren Kraut. Yay. Everyone's doing new material. That's exciting. Woo. Um, is, is Denise Lee here? Okay, so now we go to the wait list. So who's on the wait list? Whoever gets up first gets to go. There, she raised, oh, it, uh, you, want, you guys want to fight for it? Put your hands together everyone for Rachel Pinson. Can my set just be fighting Hunter the whole time? Four minutes, four minutes. But I have, actually have some important questions. Like one, is semen kosher? Is it kosher? I'm like, okay, oh, okay, not pig semen, human semen. I'm like pointing at the Jews in the audience here. <laughs> okay, is it still kosher if the person's uncircumcised and it goes through dick cheese? As long as you don't eat it with meat. Man, okay, I, I do not live a kosher life, oh no. I just, I really needed to get that off my chest. Um, no pun intended. Um, is, is having sex with a Jew pro-Semitic? Okay, absolutely. We've got an absolutely. We've got a really confused Jew in the back. It's fine. <laughs> I dated a lot of Jews. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> but it's great. It's great. I'm, I'm switching subjects now from semen to my father. Hey, have you guys... <laughs> <laughs> like, if you guys didn't know, I have two moms, and I grew up in Ohio, but I also have a dad. But my dad is like a, a redneck dad who I, th I thought was really homophobic growing up. And I was looking at these pictures of my, my mom and my stepmom. And he's like, yeah, I never really saw her as your stepmom. You know, I don't really see her as your mom. And he told me, like, I don't really believe that man and woman, I think man and woman were put on this earth to procreate. And I was like, okay, dad, following that logic, why did God make gay people? And he said, well, I don't think he did, because God's a man in this scenario. And uh, and then I realized that my dad is not homophobic. He's actually a skeptic. <laughs> like, he doesn't think that gay people exist. No matter how many videos I show him, he's like, no. <laughs> no, AI's getting really good. That's a CGI cock. But I, I do have two moms. Uh, for Mother's Day, I got him a world's best mom mug, and I made him work for it. I'm like, who's going to win? Who's going to win Mother's Day? I had more I wanted to say. Uh, I think I need to stop smoking weed, and it sucks because I love weed. Yeah, boo. Oh, my God. It's giving me what I think is a uh, stoner-induced OCD. Have you guys experienced this? Like, you go to leave your house, and you're like, do I have my keys? Do I have my wallet? Do I have my phone? Do I have my keys? Do I have my wallet? Did I lock the door? I have to make sure I have my keys before I lock the door. Do I leave the stove on? Does my mom really love me? I have my keys, my wallet, well, my phone. And then I'm like, okay, I got all those things. And then I get in the car, and I'm like, fuck, I forgot something. <laughs> I forgot the baby. <laughs> I forgot... <laughs> Don't worry, it wasn't my baby. It, it was, um, I'm 31, I don't have any kids, and I'm really proud of that, you know? Especially coming from Ohio, where it's a lot harder to get birth control. 
And uh, a lot of my friends growing up did have babies really young. And one of them's like, oh, my God, you don't understand. Having a baby is the highest high I've ever felt. Like, oh, it smells so good. It's so wonderful. Oh, I love it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I see that. That's cool. But uh, there's some highs I know I don't need to try. You know, like I was walking down the street and I saw a tweaker singing the Brady Bunch theme song into an ATM. And that still <laughs> looked like more fun. And I'm like, man, that high is not going to last 18 years. All right, me and Hunter are going to fight outside. Bye. <laughs> Rachel Vincent, everyone. Hooray. And her coat of many colors. Did Denise make it yet? Okay. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Josh Gatsky. Yay! Thank you. I don't start that fight without me. I won't watch that shit. Uh, hope you guys are doing well. I recently got laid off, so that's Ooh, fun yeah, for me. Yeah. yeah. No, I got laid off. I worked at. A, I know. I worked at this place. It was a. Um, it was a you know a coffee shop slash sperm bank called Cup of Joe. Um, I, I, there's a mistake with the creamer. We don't <laughs> need to get too into it. Basically, this woman asked for, you know, one pump vanilla. She got really upset when she got the mocha. Uh, white women, am I right? Uh, my name is Joshua. What's up? Uh, every time I have a conversation with so someone, it goes like this. I'll be like, hi, my name is Joshua. And they'll go, oh, do you go by Joshua? Or Josh, what happened in your life that someone tells you their name and your first response is, you're lying to me. No, 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 I know how this works. I've been burned before, okay? You trick me into calling you Joshua. We become friends. We hang out a few times. We fall in love. We get married. We adopt four beautiful children. 15 years down the line, we go to your high school reunion where I call you Joshua in front of all your high school friends, and they go, whoa, 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 who's this fucking poser who thinks they know you? Calling you Joshua when we all know your real name is Jay Money. <laughs> Jay Money, of course, not being a term of endearment, but being an anti-Semitic slur. <laughs> that they called me. go by Joshua or Josh. Well, normally it would be fucking idiotic for you to ask me that, but luckily for you, I did recently change my name to Now You're an All-Star so that every time you see me from across the street, fuck you, Spencer. <laughs> so that every time you see me from across the street, you go, hey, now you're an All-Star. <laughs> to which, of course, the formal response is go out, go fuck yourself. Uh, Honestly, I, I don't care if people call me Josh or Joshua. I just figure that I only have so much time on this earth, and I want to spend as little of it as possible going, well, you know, my name is Joshua, but you could call me Josh. Actually, it's funny. Most of my friends call me Katsky, because when you play sports, you just call people what's on the back of your... No, I fucking don't. I hate when people waste my fucking time with their words. Like, you ever have a conversation with someone, and you just realize that there's, like, no nutritional value to what they're saying. Like, I asked a buddy of mine how to deal with my anxiety, and he goes, oh, dude, it's, it's okay. I just, I got to tell you, man, it's real easy. Sometimes, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> 
Thank you. I was worried for a second there that it wasn't what it is. But if you're telling me that it is what it is, although now that I think about it, it's only what it is at the end of the day. What's going on the rest of the day? Why is it only what it is at the end of the day, the rest of the day? And it's only sometimes it is what it is at the end of the day, but the rest of the times it isn't what it is at the end. Wait, why do you have to tell me that the end of the day is what? Who is forcing you to tell me? Who cares about what's happening at the end of the day and is forced? Are there reality-altering vampires that I have to worry about? Well, thank you. You cured my anxiety. Now I'm not anxious about things that don't matter anymore. Instead, I'm terrified of fucking reality-altering children of the night. <laughs> All right, this is my last thing I'm going to say. I know Pam hates it when we call people homeless, but I just kind of hope that that like, continues. Like I know middle-class people call people homeless. Do you think rich people call the rest of us vacation homeless? <laughs> All right, that's, that's it for me. Thanks, guys. Yay! Josh Katsky, yay! Reality sucking creatures of the night. That was gorgeous. Um, I don't, did I, do we see, we still don't see Denise? Uh, okay, your next comedian. Clap your hands together for Haley Lauren Rosenberg! I'd be in trouble if you Huh? Cool. Yay. Uh, I started seeing a woman recently. Not dating, I've just been hallucinating a lot. Uh, no, I, I have been seeing a woman. She is very beautiful. She looks like the au pair that your dad leaves your mom for. I look like the angsty daughter who puts on a one-woman show about it. Uh, but we have a pretty big height difference. She is five foot ten. I was left in the dryer too long. Uh, and it makes it really awkward when we're hooking up because I can suck her titty while I'm standing up, which you would think is hot, but it just looks like I'm breastfeeding. <laughs> it doesn't work that well. Um, and I'm used to dating men who are taller than me, so usually they can like scoop me up and throw me in the bed when it's time to get busy. But like, if I'm trying to initiate with her, I gotta like give her a piggyback ride and just like flop her down. <laughs> it's just making me really excited for my growth spurt next year. It's gonna come. Uh, I started getting Botox this year. That was your reaction last time. People ask like, how I'm able to afford that. And the truth is that I have a really good healthcare plan. It's called Groupon. If you don't know what Groupon is, it's like this website where struggling businesses can list <laughs> like shoddy services and products like at a really good deal to get you in the door. Uh, it's usually the worst experience of your whole life. I definitely recommend it. So I decided to use that on a toxin that is injected into my face. Historically, a no-no. But honestly, it worked out really well. It was super legit. Like, the doctor was super nice. His unmarked white van came right up to my house. Uh, and he was like, yeah, I'll give you 20 bucks off if you tell the police I was with you last night. <laughs> and I can't resist a good deal. Uh, 
we did this thing at work called best week ever where you like plan something like nice for yourself every day so at the end of the week you look back and you're like oh that was like a really good week so day one right off the bat my dog gets put down childhood dog 16 years uh nothing was wrong with her i just really needed to focus on me that week <laughs> Okay, I would not put a dog down for no reason, I promise. Uh, I, just, I just let her go at Ocean Beach instead. Um, but if anyone's, I did actually have to put my dog down, it was super sad. If anyone's been through that experience, it fucking sucks, and it's very relatable how sad it is. Uh, two days later, I was supposed to go on a first date with a guy, and he texted me a couple hours before to cancel. He was like, hey, my grandfather's in the hospital. They don't know, they don't know if he's going to make it through the night, like... I should not find this out on a first date, like, we should reschedule. And I was, like, <laughs> trying to comfort him and relate. I was like, dude, no, I totally get it. My dog just died. <laughs> he was like, that is not the same thing at all, which he is correct. I think my thing is worse. <laughs> and I was being nice. Uh, see, people, like, disagree with me on that. I'm realizing through that that I just hate my grandparents, and everyone else loves theirs. You guys, what's sadder, a grandparent dying or a dog dying? It depends on the relationship <laughs> with the person, right? Like, I hate my grandmother. Like, my dog is a bitch, but my grandmother's a cunt. <laughs> my grandmother says racist shit all the time. My dog only ever barked at one black person. And that was because we didn't send her to a progressive enough school early on didn't learn. All right, that's my time. Thank you. Haley Lauren Rosenberg. Keep your hands clapping. That was super funny. Your next comedian. Keep your hands clapping. It's Denise Lee. Woo. I, uh, I, I recently went to a pole dancing class with my friend. It was like a workout class. My friend was like, pole dancing is going to be perfect for increasing your low confidence. I was like, I've never said anything about having low confidence before. <laughs> I was like, I thought it was fine until now. But I went to this pole dancing class, right? And I don't know if you've ever tried something for the first time and felt like it was your life's calling, but I liked this class so much, I went up to the teacher afterwards. I was like, hey, do you think I could do pole dancing like professionally? And she was like, I don't think that's a good idea. And I was like, why not? And she was like, okay, so pole dancing is supposed to be like a fun workout, right? But you just kept grunting like a power lifter or something. She was like, your face looked the whole time like you were trying to move like a credenza or something. Like I'm a very hard worker, but it shows on my face, you know, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Like I feel like, I feel like men would still enjoy my pole dancing. Like, men would see me pole dancing and just admire me for my work ethic. Like, I think I would be the type of pole dancer that would inspire men to go home and provide for their families. <laughs> men would talk about me to their wives. They would be like, that pole dancer, Denise Lee, she pulled me up by my bootstraps. I'm going back to school. <laughs> The older, the, the older I get, um, I've realized, the older I get, the younger I want to look. Like now, when I go shopping, I just look for clothes that make me look like I'm still on my parents' health insurance. 
Oh, like I, I feel like someone was like, what's your fashion style? And I was like, uh, I want to be, I want to look like I can be claimed as a dependent on someone's W-9, you know? And I think, I think I want to, I want to seem younger. So it's like, I haven't like maxed out my full potential. You know, like I'm 29 right now. And for a 29 year old, I'm doing okay. But for a 15 year old, like I'm crushing it. Okay. <laughs> Fucking crushing it. I got a debit card. <laughs> it's negative, but I got the card. <laughs> I live, I live alone in San Francisco, and living alone has made me fearless. Like, I used to be scared uh, of living alone because I'd be like, oh, there are serial killers lurking in the other room, you know? But I live by myself now, and I'm not scared of anything. I'm not scared of serial killers, you know? Like, my studio apartment does not have other rooms for serial killers to lurk in. I watched a horror movie the other day, and a girl died because, like, a serial killer pushed her off the balcony of her second floor. And I did not feel sorry for her. I did not. If she didn't want to die, maybe she shouldn't have a second floor, you know? Maybe she'd have been a little more humble. <laughs> if she wanted to survive a killer, a serial killer, maybe she should have lived in a studio apartment or something. I don't know. All right, that's it for me. Thank you so much. Keep your hands clapping for Denise Lee. I was trying to do like my stripper pole dancing where they go, hey, your next dancer is Denise Lee. You know that sound. <laughs> None of you go to strip clubs. Okay. <laughs> um, your next comedian, funny young man, put your hands together, everybody, for Harvey Warshavon. Yay! All right, cool. So, my dad's black, and I'm not happy about it. Like, it pisses me off because everyone looks at me as a white guy, and I'd rather be black be honest and that pisses me off because wanting to be black is like the whitest shit I do <laughs> like when I'm undercover with a bunch of white guys this question always comes up if you had to be another race always had to be by the way never if you got to be another race or if you could try being another race always if you had to be another race what race would you be and every white guy says black every time I do look really white, though. And I've been told that being white passing is a privilege, of course. But looking this white does make me feel like I'm not at all black. Like, I'll never be the victim of a hate crime, thank God. That's a blessing that's incredible. But I do think a hate crime would make me feel more included in <laughs> the black community. It's a fucked up thought, but here's how I genuinely feel, all right? If you call me the N-word, fuck you. But thanks for noticing. <laughs> um, by the way, have you all noticed that all the most offensive words have two Gs right in the middle of the word? Like the N-word has two Gs, faggot has two Gs, muggle has two Gs. <laughs> it's crazy coincidence, huh? Um, I'll say, uh, faggot, by the way, because I've been called a fag a lot, uh, but I'm not touching the N-word. And like, in my head, that makes sense. But technically speaking, I do have it backwards. Like, I'm 25% West African, my family's from the South, I use Cash App, I could <laughs> use the N-word. 
And I shouldn't use fag. Like, I only like dicks on hot chicks, and that shit isn't even gay anymore, right? <laughs> so there's a word for people like me, the Q word. Not queer. We're still on the black thing. The word is quadroon, and quadroon is a racial slur for people who are a quarter black. And lately, I've been trying to reclaim quadroon in the same way the N-word's been reclaimed, right? And so far, I've been called a quigger, and <laughs> it turns out that trying to reclaim a slur that no one knows about until you bring it up feels a lot less like reclaiming the word and a <laughs> lot more like you're reviving it. <laughs> um, I get asked a lot, how black do you have to be to start claiming that you're black? And I'm a quarter, so I say the line is at a quarter. Partially because like my life has been way too easy for my kids to claim they've been affected by like blackness or racism or you know, any of that. Um, now if their mom's black, that does change things a little bit. For example, I will have to start using the N-word a lot, right? Because, hold on, I have a point. Because how is my kid going to respect me if I can't say a word or sorry, if they can say a word that I've been tiptoeing around my whole life. Like, think about how I'm going to parent that. Like, hey, Dad, say the N-word. Listen, son, I don't use that word because it might be very triggering for certain black people to hear that word come out of my mouth. Dad, you're a bitch-ass quigger, and that's... <laughs> okay, cool, new stuff. Thanks, guys, that was really good. Harvey, Warshaw on, hooray, so edgy. All right, your next comedian, he's wonderful. He runs a show every Friday at Mo Green's. Clap your hands together for Siobhan the Dawn, yeah. Hi, guys. I said hi, y'all. Hi. I've been getting over this depression. It's the part where y'all clap also. I recently found out that I'm not black. Fucked up, man. <laughs> not even like I did 23 of me, you know? Or like Ancestry. I went to a cookout. Are you guys familiar with the cha-cha slide? Is it just me? Or do every black person on this earth know how to do the cha-cha slide? <laughs> but I got really fucked up and I, I didn't know how to do the cha-cha slide. But like, hey, man, that guy's not black. I was so fucked up, man. I was speeding home. Listening to Tupac, you know, trying to feel black. That's when this cop pulled me over. I was like, whew. I know they were lying. But then he just gave me a ticket and didn't kill me, yo. I was like, man, that's fucked up. I'm just kidding, that's not what happened. When the cop pulled me over, man, I got really afraid of my life, right? So when the cop approached me, I changed it from Tupac to ding a 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 ding How you doing, officer? My name is Siobhan, and how can I assist you today? <laughs> hey, let me get the fuck out of here. That's why I'm here. I'm Indian, but I'm from Fiji. I don't know how the fuck we ended up in Fiji. <laughs> you know, actually, I do know. I just don't want to make you feel bad. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I don't know where the fuck I was going. You know, I got an uncle. He smokes crack. Proudly. Everybody in the family knows he smokes crack, you know? Um, but this is a crackhead logic, yo. He's a closet homosexual. Right? Don't you think that's a crackhead logic? I'm going to smoke my cr crack freely, but I'm going to hide my sexuality. <laughs> but check this out, man. He has told us, like, stories about how he had to do sexual favors for drugs. He's like, Siobhan, do you know I had to suck dick for crack? I was like, man, that's crazy. Because he's always had money. I'm like, bro, <laughs> why did you do that? <laughs> you know, you really didn't have to do that. And who are these drug dealers? Just settling for blowjobs. You can't buy weed <laughs> or crack with blowjob. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> here's how I knew how my uncle was gay, man. He used to tell me that the LGBTQ stood for lesbian gangsters be tripping quietly. <laughs> I was like, lesbian gangsters be tripping quietly? <laughs> you know they're not quiet. Hey, man, that's been my time, yo. My name is Siobhan. Siobhan Nadone, everyone. Go check him out every Friday at Mo Green's 8 o'clock. I get to be on it this week. It's a really great show, and it's inside um, a dispensary, so you just get so high. It's, it's wild. All right, your next comedian is, it's her first time ever doing comedy. And yes, and... And put your hands together, everybody, for Haley's friend, Doris. Yay! Hi. Fucking hell, this is a lot. Okay. I recently got a tattoo. It took 10 hours. You know how fucked up you have to be to willingly let someone stab you for 10 hours? And I'm only saying that because I'm very fucked up. I'm like the kind of fucked up where I'm like obsessed with true crime and serial killers. Like if I murdered someone, my friends would just be like, yeah. Like they wouldn't be surprised at all. Like if there was a documentary about my crimes, in their interviews they'd all go, yeah, it was just a matter of when and who. I was just stoked it wasn't me. <laughs> but no, when I was getting my tattoo, it was unbearable at points, right? Like. It was just really hard, so I would tell myself, you know, like, you like the pain, the pain is pleasure, like, it's just really good, and it got really awkward when I started moaning and saying, don't stop. <laughs> it was really awkward for both me and the tattoo artist. Can't go back to him anymore. No, um, well, I'm forgetting where I was going with this. Hmm. I got a tattoo, and then killers and I forgot my bit and this is great um, isn't that just so fun um wow I really cannot forget I really cannot remember what I was gonna say I was talking about serial killers and I was talking about getting a tattoo oh yeah shouts out to people who have pain kinks because I can't do that it's like mainly most of the men that I like are white so <laughs> I just don't think morally I could ever let a white man cause me physical harm. <laughs> even, even if it is consensual, you know? It's kind of like I think my ancestors would be very disappointed. Um, 
Also, I don't ever want to know what I would be like in that situation, because then it's like, I think he would like say something really horrible, and I would just say Massa. And then it's kind of like, and then after that, like, I can't, you can't come back from that at all. But you know, one thing about me, though, is I love Reddit. Anyone here love Reddit? It's a great place. Like, I'll just scour for hours, and I found this thread about, you know, sex and kinks, and I'm not going to go into any other details because you have no right to know what I look up on Reddit. <laughs> but um, there was a story about this guy who, this white guy, who was dating this black girl and she wanted him to sexually degrade her racially. And he was super uncomfortable and he was like, I don't know. But then after a couple times, he was like, yeah, I'm kind of getting into this. And he called her a nigger. <laughs> and he, she was like, no, I can't, I can't go out with you anymore. Like, I just can't look at you the same way again. Like, this is really bad. And at the end of the post, he goes, I don't know what I did wrong. <laughs> um, I think you went wrong where you tried to incorporate racism into sexual intercourse. I just don't think that works. But yeah, um, I have an ending bit that's kind of funny, but I can't remember it because I'm nervous. So I think I might just have to get off the stage. <laughs> And for Doris, everyone, her first time. That was fan-fucking-tastic. That's very, very nice. Yay, Doris. All right, your next comedian, he's joined us all the way from Wyoming, and he's here this week, and it's so exciting. Uh, he used to run an incredible show called Fuster Cluck, and if you know the Edinburgh Castle, he used to run that way before everyone else. Clap your hands together, everyone, for Kaiser Lieb! Yay! <laughs> I am, I am from Montana. <laughs> and those states are adjacent, but they are different. <laughs> they filmed the movie A River Runs Through It like 10 minutes from where I grew up, right? Everybody seen that movie? No? Well, that joke would have worked a lot better in the 1990s. <laughs> That's the gold standard against which Montanans are judged, okay? We come down here and the women are like, oh yeah, you go fly fishing and ride horses and you can wrestle a grizzly bear. And I can't. I can feel totally inadequate. <laughs> movie is a two-hour documentary of Brad Pitt reminding everybody else how much that I'm not Brad Pitt. People complain a lot. They complain about the apps online dating apps, like dating is harder today than it's been in any other time in history. Dating is not hard online. Dating is hard regular. You have to go and meet women and talk to them with your mouth, right? <laughs> Say real things. And it was even harder before that. Can you imagine, like, you go to the woman's father and you're like, yes, hello, sir, I would like to marry your daughter. And he's like, sounds good. And then you go and you talk to the woman, and she's like, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> You're like, but I just talked to your dad. And he said, and there must have been a transitional period where that's how it worked, right? Because today, we let people make their own decisions. And earlier, we didn't let people make any of their own decisions. So there should have been some overlap. I'm just going to keep talking to you because you're uncomfortable, <laughs> and it's funny for me. <laughs> What's your name, sir? Um, Kane. 
Cain. He said, oh, I'm Cain, and I thought that the oh, I'm was part of his name, <laughs> which is, uh, what? where are you from? Oh, I'm Cain. From, you're, from, you're from South City? South San Francisco? Do they do they like do they like try to appropriate the San Francisco ness or are you like oh this is we're our own thing we're a different yeah yeah so just like you just corrected me pretty quick there thank you Kane <laughs> I like how the message is the message you know what about you what is your name sir Sebastian Sebastian and I'm Kane why did you guys sit in the front. Did you did you not go to middle school? Like this is not a couple of fucking nerds up here paying attention. You this guy. So you used to sit at the back of the classroom, right? When you were in school, but then they would make you come sit in the front. But you didn't want to sit quite all the way in the front. How am I tracking? You, s <laughs> you sat in the middle to avoid attention. You're like trying to hide behind Kane here. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Kaiser Lieb. Thank you very much. Kaiser Lieb, everyone. I have a question. Haley, who's your other friend? All right. Um, Haley's friend, do you have a name? Hey, put your hands together for Haley's other friend, Aaron. How is, uh, how is everyone doing tonight? Yeah, good, good, me too. It's my first time here at this venue and my first time doing stand-up, so, um, you know, yeah, thank you. If you don't laugh, you'll be uh, shattering my dreams of a com as being a comedian, so, um, but also if you do laugh, you'll shatter my other dream of eventually having a personality that's not dependent on other people, so it's kind of win-win, um, I guess, of the which way this goes. Um, I'm sure some of you in the crowd with keen hearing We'll have, we'll have already picked up, you'll have heard that uh, I've been farting quietly since I came on stage. Uh, don't tell anyone. Um, no, but seriously, you know, you could probably work out by now that I'm obviously from Bonnie, that's right. Yeah, you could tell. Um, uh, but no, I'm from England. Um, you know, it's fun being British in America. Uh, we've had a historically, you know, complicated relationship. It's been frosty at times, whether because of tea, or intercontinental war, or James Corden. You know, there's been times when, when we've when we come to blows. And the latest one is J.K. Rowling. I'm sure a lot of you have heard. Um, is at the center of the latest controversy. You know, J.K. Rowling and I have a lot in common. Uh, we're both British. Both British. Uh, we're both crap at writing. We're both terrible writers. Um, and you know, we both, you know, absolutely fucking hate the, uh, you know, the transatlantic that goes on between our countries. It's, it's <laughs> tough sometimes being a Brit uh, living out here in the States. Um, you know, some things in life just work themselves out. Uh, for a while, my friends gave me shit because I wasn't a fan of the Harry Potter series. Now I'm a bit of a hipster. Now it's cool to hate J.K. Rowling, and I've been a sort of passive ally of the trans community this whole time. It's the easiest activism that I've, uh, I've ever had to do. Um, been skiing a couple of times. Anyone like skiing? Yeah, since I moved to California. My friends have taken me up to Palisades a couple of times. Um, apparently, I, I didn't notice it was called Squaw Valley, Squaw Valley before, um, and they rightfully changed it because it was an offensive name. Um, you know, so they decided to change the name of that you know upper class community of uh, extremely out of touch gentrifiers. Uh, they changed it to Palisades. You know, that kind of like spiky wooden fence they form around communities to keep wild people out. You know, 
Um, it's a much it's a much better name now. Uh, speaking of cultural appropriation, anyone see the new Avatar movie? Anyone yeah. see the new Avatar movie? Yeah, got a bigot in the back. Yeah, seem to like it. Um, no, I I couldn't stand the new one. It re it really bothered me. They didn't stick true to the original. You know, a lot of that great uh, alien ponytail, you know, bestiality they left out of the second one. I was really disappointed. I had to uh, I had to go and find the director's cut myself on Pornhub to watch that. So that was a little tough. Uh, I love my roommates living here in the Bay. I've got great roommates. You know, sometimes it can be just like friends when you live with your friends. I try to be a bit of like a Chandler, and uh, he, uh, he's kind of like a Phoebe, but instead of, you know, homeopathy and crystals, he believes in cryptocurrencies, so um, that's a little tougher. All right, we'll skip to the end here. Um, anyone here a fan of Dune? Movie Dune, read the books, yeah? Great movie. Um, I loved it, and uh, yeah, I, uh, I also know that whatever happens in the future when it, comes to, when it comes to be reality, that I personally will be completely safe. I won't be in any harm's way, because uh, I'll be fucked if any British people die for some fucking spice. I'll be honest about that right now. We, uh, we have our salt and pepper, and we're happy with that. That's all we need. Um, all right, I think that's it. Thank you very much, everyone. Keep your hands clapping for Aaron and the sandworms. Yay, sandworms. All right, your next comedian has a new podcast here. It's from four to six, and it's called My Friends and Expert. Clap your hands together for Dakota Price. Yay. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's me, your boy, Dakota Price. How's everybody doing? Everybody feeling good? I really like those new people. They were awesome. They were they were really a lot of lot of fun. Whole lot of fun, man. Uh, so my cousin Wrangler, guys, I gotta tell you about him. I just got a call from him. He's in prison, and uh, you know, he's a six-time convicted felon. You know, he's been in and out of prison his whole life. You know, when we were younger, we should have seen the signs. I grew up with him. You know, and his favorite movies were movies like uh, The Longest Yard, where a pr you know prisoner, you know gets a football team together to fight the, you know, take the guards down. Or Triple X, convict, gets hired by the FBI, you know, to, to solve crime, you know, and stop, you know, world terror. And then most of all, High School Musical 3. It was his favorite movie. He knew every word to it, and that's just what led him down a path of crime. Uh... <laughs> Stupid. Uh, no, my cousin Wrangler like holds a record in uh, our county for the fastest uh, like high speed chase. Just kidding, just kidding. Allegedly, allegedly, forty four miles in twenty three minutes. Yeah. Just give him that shout out. He, I told him I'd tell that joke. Uh, <laughs> he's not gonna listen. He's in jail. He's in prison, dude. Uh, jail fucked me up. You know, I was in jail for a year. I spent a year of my life in jail for the possession of marijuana. Ooh, that's stupid. Now I work at a dispensary and I can sell weed legally. Yay! Ooh, I'm stoned all the time. I'm stoned all the fucking time. All the fucking time. Uh, I get high with uh, my grandma. I used to when she was, she could smoke. Uh, the first time I ever got high with my grandma was in the drive-through at a bank. It was cool. She pulled out a big joint, and, you know, we lit it up, and I was driving, started busting lefts and rights. She's like, take this, you know, turn right here. Cool. Like out of a movie or something. 
uh, it's weird because you know my uh, my grandma has the same skin tone as Siobhan. Yeah, so like it's it's like just like just being this brown lady like riding around the city like smoking mad joints. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, we're working on new stuff. Here. <laughs> oh shit, dude. Uh, oh guys, oh, I had something. It's on my phone. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's gar- it's garbage anyway. Uh, so I was listening to British rap, right? British drill rap, and. It's really weird to me to hear British black guys say the N-word. I don't know why, but it makes me uncomfortable. I don't think they should be able to say it. Thank you. Uh, My last joke. Let me think of something funny. Uh, (laughs) No. uh, You know, I'm from a really small town, guys. And uh, I'm from the place that, you know, you move away from to come out of the closet. Uh, anyway, that was my set, guys. Woo! Keep your hands clapping for Dakota Price, everyone. All right, Hunter, Hunter, get in here from outside. Hunter, Hunter Uniac to the stage. Hunter, yay! Nice. Is this the one? No, it's not. It is? Wait, are all three microphones working? Yes, let's fucking do this, people. I'm gonna. Di- <laughs> How are we doing, guys? You guys have a good St. Patrick's Day. It was a week and a half ago, and I've been drunk the entire time. Okay, it's the first time I'm back. Let me make jokes about St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. <laughs> but my, uh, my, I was actually in the parade. My, uh, my uncle was uh, the Grand Marshal of St. Patrick's Day parade, which is not a good term to call a white leader on a march full of white people, Grand Marshal. Like, can we change that fucking name? Crazy though. Yeah, but like, um, I, I was able to like, you know, throw, you know, it's a patch day parade, you, you toss candy to kids. And um, when I played baseball, I could throw 90 miles an hour. So I warmed up again, I was throwing 85 to a bunch of kids and chucking them with candy. Because it's the most Irish lesson you'll ever learn in an Irish pa- parade, just life hurts. Um, uh, I was in a I was in a porta potty um, recently. Um, it's my office, construction worker. But I was in a porta potty recently, and on every single porta potty, they have this sign that says, "If this is not up to your standards, please call this number so we can fix that." And I'm going, "It's a fucking porta potty. Do you think I have standards in here?" Yeah, my biggest standard in a porta potty is if I'm the only one there. And if somebody else is in the porta potty with me, that's my fault. <laughs> Weird though, it is. Like, but every time I see a number in a bathroom stall, it's usually from a prostitute or somebody wrote their best friend's number on the bathroom. And the weirdest part is, I've seen my number on a lot of bathroom stalls, and I don't have any friends. Yeah. Um, so if you guys see my number in a bathroom stall, call me so we can become best friends. Crazy little guys, it is. Um, what else be going on with me? I've been working with my um, my cousin. Recently, I'm a construction worker with my cousin, and I've been on a bunch of scaffolding. And I'm terrified of heights. Yeah, go figure. Um, point is, like I, I know techies are like we need mental health days because they're bad at work. <laughs> yeah, I looked at you for a reason, Kaiser. <laughs> but like the issue is like, if I'm putting in a window and I'm staring at the ground and I'm ten stories up, I don't need a mental health day. I need to jump. 
crazy, guys. It is. What else be going on with me? Um, I got fat <laughs> recently, and I know I got fat because I literally have candy in my back pocket. So um, I know I only have a minute left, but Pam, don't let me yet. I'm going to spend this last minute just eating pa- candy. Call me daddy and I'll do it. I am a diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, he's suicidal. <laughs> that was Hunter Uniac. All right, we have one more comic who's going to do four minutes, and then we go into the comment section, and then I swear we'll get to everybody before eight o'clock. Clap Ooh. your hands for your next comic, Deep on Yeah. Thank you. Oh, is it going mutiny? Ooh. I had a very shitty day today. Yeah, my manager called me up and said my performance is going down. Yep, it was a sad day. And it's because of comedy, because I keep thinking and doing comedy. And it's not like I'm really good at comedy. I'm just sucking every place possible. Yeah. I don't even know what to do today, but I came out. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably stand here and stare at you <laughs> and feel sad about my life. What's up, dude? You're a comic, right? You just linger at every comedy venue. I s- I've seen you at Milk. I've seen you someplace else. Too. Do you really just come up to open mics and see a suck or you perform too? Thanks. That's what my manager also likes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should I do any jokes? No. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to make people laugh when I'm feeling so sad. Uh, yeah. What's your name, miss? Oh, no. What's... Oh, sorry. Okay, so what's your name? Oh, okay. What's your name, miss? That you are a comic, right? Yeah. And your job's going fine? <laughs> glad to know it's... It, glad to know it's just not me. Okay. Yeah. I think I'll say one joke. Uh, <laughs> gro- growing up in India, we were taught about karma and multiple lives. The idea is that if you do good, good things happen to you. And then I moved here and I thought all of those two billion people in India <laughs> must have done some bad shit in their life. Yeah, no one wants to be born in India if they can choose to be born in America. Like, I think I figured out how karma works. You are basically born a white person. Then you kill brown people. And then you are born as a brown person. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> thanks for <laughs> thanks for that yeah i think that's how the cycle of karma works okay thanks guys that was my rant for today give it up for your for pam and your next comic Oh, right. We're going into the comment section of the show. So um, take notes and we've got microphones strewn all about the room. And uh, yeah, so we've got four minutes of sets and then we have four minutes of comments. And pay attention and all that stuff to your very first comic of the comment section. Paul the Grillmaster Robinson. Yay. Oh, hello. I got fired today. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Deep Tanshu. <laughs> My friend is so sad. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, uh, I'm pretty classy. Classy guy up here. I own a car. I always get worried about it wherever I park it. Like just now, it's, I must have shown it on my face, you know? Guy came up, he was a little smelly. He says, I'll watch your car for $3 if you suck my dick. I was shocked. It was $3. More than I paid last time. Inflation's killing me. Okay, I I learned in business school you should treat your vendors really well, so I tipped him, you know? You guys have any pets? Yeah? The rest of you suck. <laughs> what pet do you have? Is it a tax deductible or? The first I've heard of this category of things. So you have part time, don't have a dog. Oh, that's sad. Oh, okay. It's a dog share. I There's an app for that. Yeah. And dogs are better than cats, right? Yeah, first of all, a cat can't give you a blowjob. Got that rough little tongue. You know that ends in blood and hissing. Right, Pam? Dogs are the most obedient, loyal animals on the planet. You know they're going to swallow. That one's for the radio. What psychopath wrote that joke? Me. I did. Here in the Bay Area, our mic game's not that strong. We should do, like, more of this. You know, I want to rock and roll the mic. i got to figure that out. Some people do all sorts of things with the microphone. Most comics go, like, this one, you know? I think when a comic's nervous, they do like, I got that one. 
You seen this one? I go for the, uh, the good old, uh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pantomime and do things with the microphone. Okay. Asian hate's out there. Give it up for Asian hate. Yeah, just checking where all the racists are. Thank you. I was downtown. This guy made me so mad. He told me all Asians look the same, and I could see in his eyes how much he meant it. Punched him in the face. I ran away, which is fine. He's not going to find me. Thank you very much, Paul Roberts. Paul Robertson, hiding like a zebra. I like that punchline of a joke. Uh, there's microphones strewn about the room for you to make comments on his set. I mean, you did. You tried to do crowd work, you know. That was fun. Uh, crowd work's hard. I don't know. Sorry, that chair's kind of broken. Oh. Any? Does anyone have any comments? There does we anybody go. have any it comments? Looks like we've got comments yeah. from Dakota. Yeah, I do. It fucking sucks. Thanks, Jared. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't even listen. That's twice as... Oh, Jared, that was fucking fucked up. But, uh... Damn. Shit. I lost my comment. I'm so sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Looks like Teddy's got a comment. A quick comment. Uh, yes, I like Teddy. the, uh, the joke about the... The inflation. Oh, thank you. Um, and I think it would you could maybe sell it a bit more, maybe a little bit more outrage at the three dollar hike, oh. just to sell that part a bit more. But I, I really like that joke. Thanks, Teddy. I'll emote. Yeah. I'll emote more next time. Just that part. Thank you. Yes, Spencer. I'm trying to figure out. Um, I've heard a lot of. Dog genital jokes. Nice. <laughs> Just there's a lot. Uh, I mean, it was it's still a good joke, but I don't. I think you need to take it further, if if you're sticking with that concept. And also, um, you didn't talk about your huge penis at all. No, I didn't have time. That's uh, the bridge okay. too far. Uh, just a comment, I noticed. Yeah, I yeah. mean, bestiality jokes are going to be hard to get off. Like, um, <laughs> hashtag, hashtag. But, you know, if you want to, uh, it's just, it's a hard topic to swallow. Hey, <laughs> hey. So, you know, like, I don't know, you're, 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 you, you want to be edgy, be edgy. Thank you. Um, other, any other comments? Clap your hands to, oh, comment, last comment. Last like two jokes were good. Thank you. But yeah, I, I would go further into the last couple jokes. Gotcha. Thank you very much. Thank you guys. Put your hands together. Oh. Okay. Fuck that. Double down. Don't I listen to anybody. <laughs> Do what you want. I'm gonna live my dreams. Live in, live in the dream. Live yeah, that's what live this life is about. I'm going to live my dreams. Put your hands together for Paul Robertson. Thank you very much, you guys. Thank you. We did it. All right. Uh, hey, your next comedian is a wonderful graphic designer and the social media director of Mutiny Radio and also very funny. 
You can see her this Sunday at the Hotel Utah at a free show at 5 o'clock. Put your hands together right now. Take notes and be really cool. It's Emily Rudolph. Yay! The sweetest woman in the world could be the Hey, guys. Thank you. I have one quick ask. So I'm trying to figure out if I can use anything I've written as clean material. So just help me when you think of your comments. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, all right. So I learned something the other day. Uh, I learned that uh, in certain parts of the world, they say that having red hair is lucky. Um, that it's like ha uh, finding a four-leaf clover. I disagree. I think that being a redhead without freckles is lucky. Um, you know, that is why they call it being a ginger, right? Like, some people are into it, but most people just think that we're kind of gross. <laughs> Thank you, Kane. Um, <laughs> I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, and what that means is that I have a Fox News dad. Um, <laughs> like, I'll give you guys an example. Last time I was visiting home, I went out and, uh, to back my dad's truck into the driveway, and as I turned the key, uh, Tucker Carlson just came blasting through the speakers yelling about how abortions cause COVID. And uh, I used to go on vacation with my family every summer, and we were packing up the car one year, getting ready to head back home. And um, I looked at my dad, and I was having a moment, and I was like, man, I love it here, the beach, the sound of the ocean. I don't want to go home. And my dad is terrifying. He's 6'7", 300 pounds. He never has an ounce of expression on his face, fat cigar hanging out of his mouth. And he's looking down at me, and he just says, stay then. You can sell your body to survive. So now I sell feet pics on OnlyFans, and I'm giving comedy a try. That's not true. I don't sell feet pics. But when I go home to visit my parents, I like to pretend that I do. So like we'll be in a Starbucks or like the grocery store line or something like that. Um, and I'm a marketing manager, actually. So I've got the Shopify app on my phone. And once in a while, it'll go off. It'll say, cha-ching. And I've started yelling, OnlyFans. And uh, they love it. Yeah. So my dad's a general contractor. Um, I was going to ask if there's any people in the trades in here. Uh, but I already heard there are. So a couple men that can work with their hands. Thank you. Yes, that excites me. Um, so <laughs> growing up in Arizona, or growing up in a, in a family-owned construction business, rather, is uh, uh, it was a lot like seventh grade earth science. It was just like mostly talk about cracks and holes. <laughs> so <laughs> spending my childhood in Arizona was nice, though. Like I, I have a, a deep appreciation for nature now. Um, I love being outside. In fact, Mother Nature really reminds me a lot of my own mother. Uh, just unbelievably beautiful and wildly unstable. <laughs> One minute, she's gorgeous and glowing. The next minute, she's setting all my things on fire. Uh, <laughs> being a tall girl is, is weird, too. So like, if Arizona didn't give me enough, uh, enough to work with, um, like being a tall woman when you're not a supermodel, it just kind of makes everything you do a little bit more awkward, like a little bit more gross, right? So like most women, they're just going through life in their regular sized bodies, their cute little voices, you know, like, hey, all petite. Not me. I am lumbering through life like Hagrid. I'm squeezing through every tiny space on my lifelong quest to find pants that cover my ankles. 
And I was standing inside of a, uh, of a Victoria's Secret the other day, uh, and I got to looking at one of those, those bondage-style bodysuits, you know, the kinds with the, the slits and the slats um, that make you wonder where the nipple's supposed to go. And I'm looking at this thing mostly just confused, right? And this Victoria's Secret girl comes walking over to me, and she's got her boobs all pushed up and a fanny pack on, and she's, like, really good at her job. Um, and she just starts really selling this thing to me. And she's like, think of yourself in this outfit with your significant other. Just think of how good you'd feel. So sexy, so sultry, so alluring in her regular girl voice. Um, and she's like selling a fine chocolate to me. And what she doesn't know is that I just got there after two boxes of buy one, get one pork buns. And all I could think about was just being like curled up in some awkward position during sex like a flesh burrito, like skin coming out of all the little holes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna, I didn't get the horn yet. Did I, Pam, or did I? I was just letting you do the whole set because it's your clean set. Oh, thank you. I you're think at, that's as much, that's all I got that I can try to make clean, and I don't even know how clean that chair? was. What about the lawn chair? That was the lawn but chair. But you didn't, you didn't say the lawn chair part. I didn't say, say the, the lawn, lawn chair. chair. Oh, okay, shit. Okay, I fucked it up. Okay, everybody. <laughs> shit. All right, so, uh, <laughs> So all I could picture was being curled up in some freaky position during sex, you know, just skin popping out of all the little holes, like the side of my great aunt's thighs from beneath the lawn chair. It's gross. Nobody wants that. Nobody needs that. All right, thank you for letting me do that again. <laughs> Yay, Emily Rudolph. It was exactly five minutes, too, so oh, you're sick. spot okay. on, and it was absolutely clean. The Mother Nature joke is great. The ginger stuff is fine. It's all clean. It's all clean enough. I okay. mean, you said sex, but that's fine. Kids, they say that all the time on, like, shows and stuff. So that's it's PG-13. Yeah, that's what I wasn't sure about, and I'm an overthinker. So I was ask, when I asked you earlier, I was asking Pam, like, when, it, when someone says clean, is it, like, topically? Does it have to be a clean topic, or is it just, like, language? And that's kind of what I was curious. Well, your like cracks and holes joke is fantastic, but it's absolutely clean. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, that's okay, really cool. funny, and it's like cracks and holes. It's that works for construction, but also seventh grade boys. It makes absolute <laughs> sense, and it's totally clean. Cool. Um, I mean, Spencer, did you have something to say, Kaiser? I don't want you to get too much in your head about like what is and isn't clean, right? For for most most I mean, I'm shows, usually that say not this is clean, clean, but um, <laughs> the like that'll that Pam's right. That'll work. Right, depending yeah. on where you go, if you go to like, uh, if you if you go and do some industry thing, right, 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 people yeah, get exactly. weird about it. But for like for what you're looking at doing, that is perfectly acceptable. Okay, cool. Thank you. Any other comments? That was fantastic. Clap your hands together Thank for Emily so. Rudolph! Yay! <laughs> Yay! Right, we're deep in the comment section. Uh, put your hands together for Raphael Wolfgang Reed. Yay! How we doing tonight, everybody? <laughs> fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Got a good crowd here tonight. So um, I was uh, I was born in 1997. So I have a weird relationship with the internet. The internet was all fucked up for a little while. Do you guys remember when the internet was like the Wild West for a little while, right? It was all weird and shit. Like Two Girls, One Cup came out when I was eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucked up, guys. Two Girls, One Cup came out before Pornhub. 
the first boob I saw had poop on it, guys. Not. Yeah, no, it was really fucked. You guys don't think that's fucked me up, like in the head? Like to this day, I can only masturbate on the toilet. <laughs> I'm not even pooping. I'm just using the bidet. I don't know. <laughs> um, and I was born in '97, right? So I don't. I don't remember 9/11. Two Girls, One Cup was my 9-11. Fucking everything changed. Nothing was the same. America changed. I was just staring at the screen in horror like, oh my God, we need to kill whoever did this. <laughs> we need to invade whoever. We need to drop a fucking bomb on them. I don't know who did Two Girls, One Cup, but you know who didn't do Two Girls, One Cup? Al-Qaeda. <laughs> the Why the fuck would we try so hard to get them? That was a fucking waste of time, in my opinion. I don't know. <laughs> They're not my enemy. I would have rather seen 9-11, honestly. I really would have. I really would have. I would have rather seen 9-11. 9-11 is like softcore porn compared to fucking Two Girls, One Cup. I can't even get off on it at all. You know? <laughs> Facebook, Facebook was fucked up, too, by the way. Facebook was really fucked up. Like Facebook uh, gained popularity when I was in middle school. And adults hadn't joined Facebook yet, so it was all middle schoolers on my Facebook for a little while, which was really weird and people were still like figuring out social media i was still fi i was like a guinea pig i was still figuring you know i was like the first generation like this girl in middle school i remember like one time she like posted a pic of some song lyrics or whatever and she got 15 likes and i was like oh fuck yeah i'll try that i posted a pic of some song lyrics next day i wake up 15 comments that just said fags that was it <laughs> no likes zero likes <laughs> And people were posting like way like crazy shit too. Like oh, like one of my good buddies in middle school uh, made his profile pic a picture of a Nazi, and he was Jewish. And I thought that shit was so funny. I also made my profile pic a picture of a Nazi, and I'm not Jewish, guys. <laughs> I am not Jewish. Yeah, his last name was Goldstein, and he had a picture of a Nazi, and my last name is Wolfgang. And I had a picture of me. Nah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, that's all the new stuff I got for you guys. Uh, that's my time. My name is Raphael Wolfgang. Thank you. Raphael Wolfgang. So edgy. No, seriously. I mean, it's hard. 9 11's hard stuff to me. I was laughing at your 9 11 jokes, and that made me feel a little guilty. So, uh, <laughs> oops. Um. The uh, the punchline of the Nazi joke, I feel like, has to be stronger if you call yourself a Nazi so many times. <laughs> it has to have a little more payoff. Okay. Then, uh, and it's a picture of me. Right. Like, if, if you're going to go for that joke, just a stronger punchline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Sure. Yo. What's up? I like <laughs> the new stuff. Um, Al-Qaeda. Uh. Brown people, people covered in poo, also brown people. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe you can do something with that. Uh, I don't know. Wow. Not without a black dad, I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> uh, uh, the other comments? <laughs> Not after that comment, I guess. No. Right. Put your own hands together for Raphael <laughs> Wolfgang. Yay! It's an edgy, edgy new material for us.
All right, your next comedian. Uh, hey, he's great. He's uh, one of my favorite people on the scene. Put your hands together for Art Galustian. Yay! <laughs> Hello, everybody. I never know how to adjust this mic stand. Um, I have a sister, and I think that she's my parents' favorite child. But I think it's really close. I think it's just by a little bit. Because both of us have done things for the first time in our families, right? Like my sister, she's the first in our family to get a PhD. And I'm the first in our family to get arrested. Pretty close. See, what happened was I was driving and I had weed in my car, right? And I got pulled over. But as I was getting pulled over, I was listening to Jay Z. I was listening to 99 Problems. You guys know that song? So, in the second verse of the song is the interaction that Jay Z has with a cop after he gets pulled over for writing dirty. So, when the cop walked up to me and says, Do you know why I pulled you over? The first thing that my stupid ass thought of was the lyrics to the song. Because in it, Jay-Z says, because I'm young and I'm black and my hat's real low, do I look like a mind reader, sir? I don't know. So that's what I said to the cop. But like a white boy, you know, I was like, oh, geez, Louise, officer, bewilders me why you pulled me over. Then he smells the weed in the car and goes, can you get out of the car? I'm going to search it again. I remember the lyrics to the song. And Jay-Z says, well, my glove compartment is locked, so is the trunk in the back, and I know my rights, so you're going to need a warrant for that. So I tell the cop, you're going to need a warrant for that. And the cop goes, get the fuck out of the car. I'm going to drag you out. So then I look at the cop and I said nothing. Because I forgot the rest of the lyrics to the song. All right. My old shit wasn't working, so we're going to try new shit. Let's see how that goes. Um, I think we as society, we're kind of dumb, you know, because, like, we don't learn our lessons. Like, if we reflect back on the pandemic, I think the lesson that we should have learned is that we should really care about who is in charge, right? Who is our public officials, right? Like during the pandemic, take Fauci, for example, a very polarizing figure. The left loved him, the right hated him, but it doesn't matter because everybody agreed that he had a lot of power and he had a lot of influence over our lives. So we should really care who's in charge. Now this motherfucker retired and who the fuck replaced him? Nobody knows. Who replaced him? For all we know, it could be DJ Khaled. The next pandemic rolls along, they're like, Khaled, what's going on? He's like, another one. <laughs> I don't like crackheads in San Francisco. I know it's kind of fucked up, but hear me out. I was taking Bart late at night. I was the only one on the whole fucking crane. Crackhead walks in, sits right next to me, whips out a crack pipe and starts smoking crack. It's fucked up, man. The audacity of him. The whole train aimed to just sit next to me, smoke crack, and not even offer me any. Fucked up. Oh, thank God. <laughs> what else do I want to do? I'm an immigrant. I, I'm an immigrant. I'm Armenian. I grew up in Russia, though. And I came to San Francisco. When I came here, I was 12 years old. And to learn English, people told me to watch a lot of TV. You know, because you hear people talk English on TV, you start picking up on the language. So that's all I did all summer long. But it was weird because I was starting to understand people on TV, but not people in real life. Turns out I spent the entire summer watching Telemundo. But then I switched over to BET. And I did start learning English, but I was starting to sound like a Russian Eminem. You know, like a Mikhail Mathers. 
Okay, bye. Yay, Arkel Eustian. Hooray. Um, your first story is so condensed now. It's great. It's just like boom. And that second story you told was not condensed at all. I still I have no idea what it was. Which one was the second story? The set the thing about the new who replaced oh, who Fauci? and what was happening and I didn't I was like he retired, but who actually replaced him? I really don't know. Right. And I, I yeah, and I don't think that you clearly said like the, what his real job is. I was kind of lost, and I was yeah. just like, oh. But I'm lost too. I just thought of it last night. You, your first story is super condensed, and that wasn't condensed okay. at all. Okay, but both feedback. of them have to do I'll with song lyrics, so that's cool. Both oh of them. yeah, and, yeah. That's true. And then when you end with the Mihail Mathers, it's <laughs> cute when it all has that. It's like an underlying theme. I like underlying themes in sets. Mm. I didn't cool. notice that. They're all song lyrics. Uh, comments from Rachel, and then we gotta, and then we're gonna move, 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 move. And then okay, Spencer I just, I just wanted to say, you said you hate crackheads in San Francisco, but do you have a crackhead comparison? I was like waiting for you to be like, oh, but crackheads other places. Uh I, I don't I, I can't figure that joke. So the I, I kind of wrote the point like reverse. I said like the punchline is gonna be he didn't even offer me some. So I'm trying to figure out how do I set it up. And then when I say I, don't, I hate crackheads, I feel like that's like, oh yeah, like in Texas, or like in the south. <laughs> Canada. The DC mayor. Was, wasn't it Canada? And the, and the Canada guy. Toronto, Toronto's mayor. Uh, I don't like when your watching Telemundo joke has no Spanish in it. <laughs> I think it's a great part of the joke. Uh, I think if you're going to condense it down, at least put a little bit of that Spanish. And I was in running out of time. I wanted to try the BET tag. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. That's why. But he, you, you gave me that tag, and it's working great, and yeah. I love you for it. Last comment from Ian. Okay. I feel like, yeah, you probably shouldn't say you hate crackheads, because it's like... Yeah, I think it turns the crowd away, huh? And it's not even, like, that's not even the, really the point you're making. You should just have, say something, say, like, I feel like crackheads in the city have too much audacity. Yeah. That's when crackhead came in, and he had the audacity not to offer me the crack. Yes. Something yes. like that. That's a lot better. And then with, with the DJ Khaled one, if you're going to do it, I feel like you should... um. Instead of just being like, wouldn't it be crazy? You should be like, I want. You should be like, I want DJ Khaled as about as the position because I feel like it, it asserts your opinion a little more. Because like otherwise, you're just like, wouldn't it be crazy? And everyone's like, okay. But I feel like if you were like, I want to see yeah, DJ yeah. Khaled, it could be more a little more of a perspective. Uh, yeah, that's all. Good job. Thank you. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Art Galustian. All right. Okay, to get everyone in, we have to, we can't have any more comments. So I'm sorry, GD, we can't give you comments today because we're going to try to fit everybody in and I'm going to shorten sets. I'm going to honk you at two minutes and 30 seconds so I can fit everyone in. Here we go. I'm sorry. It's so full today. Uh, clap your hands together, everybody, for GD. Yay! Let me do it fast. We don't have time. We don't have time. Come on. Okay, lower, lower. Uh, we don't have time. Uh, all you good people, please pay attention. We don't have time today. So I am raising funds. I think all of you are kind people. So after the show, please Venmo some money. It's for a good cause. Uh, I will use that money and go to Amsterdam and bang hookers. That's what I'm uh, <laughs> going to do. I'm so single, man. I, I swear to God, I'm so single. Have you ever been so single you forgot how a vagina used to look like back in the day? I am watching porn, not for fun, just to stay up to date. Oh, this is how it, okay.
Um, kind of gotta find a find a girlfriend now. Uh, I'm on dating apps, but all these girls are promoting their OnlyFans nowadays on Tinder, and they don't want to meet you. So I was on Tinder. I got a few rejections, so I watched porn and slept. Next morning, I woke up. I got an email. Uh, don't come to work today. Someone at work caught COVID. So I watched porn and slept. <laughs> I thought. There are so many events going on in SF, so I went to a speed dating event. As I entered the room, it became a speed rejection event. The organizer told me, hey, dude, if you stay here any longer, it will become a speed suicidal event. Go home, watch porn, and sleep. That's what you can do. <laughs> I thought if I have a good body, I might attract a few females, because girls apparently like strong guys. So I went to the gym. In the gym, every guy was butt naked. They were changing their underwears right in front of everyone. So I complained to the gym manager. And he said, this is a culture here. Just go, do your thing, change, get the fuck out. Nobody cares. I said, if nobody cares, why did they all complain when I was naked yesterday? I mean, I was jerking off, but <laughs> my god. Um, then finally, finally, the day came, and I met someone who made me uninstall every single dating app on my phone. I'm talking about my phone's storage capacity. Fuck. There are so many dating apps. To, did you know that there's a dating app where you can meet a person who likes to dress up as animals? There's a dating app where girls can find boys who are millionaires. I don't know why they have a dating app. Just take a bus to Pack Heights. Come on, don't waste your time. Um, there's a dating app where girls can find guys who are behind the bars. They're in prison. The name of the app is called Women Behind Bars. That's a cool concept. I want to make an app. You guys will support me. I'll make an app that connects a person who wants to kill himself and a person who feels like committing a murder. <laughs> I mean, you're laughing now, but I promise it will be a killer app. I'm going to Silicon Valley to pitch it to a few VCs. Um, my life is shitty. I want to die. My life is shitty. I want to kill someone. What do I do? Download Killer, available on Play Store and App Store. Uh, then the guy will commit the murder. He'll go to jail. Next day, the jailer will say, hey, you got a girlfriend. She's using women behind bars. <laughs> All right, that's my time. Thank you so much. Hey, GD. With Let's have, please, material. please, I request one comment, please. I'm sorry. I just want to keep that. Hey, I got one. Hey, hey, Thank uh, you so much. Yeah. Uh, The app stuff was good. Yeah, thank you, thank the you. The app stuff was good. Yay, GD, yay. All right, we're going to fit everyone in, I promise. Put your hands together for Jack Weiler. Yay. So uh, I'm 1-8th Italian, which means that 7 eighths of me likes other cultures. Uh, it's not just Italians, though. I'm sure there's other cultures that are so obnoxious about how much they hate everyone else, but... I won't say them because I'm not Nigerian. It's like <laughs> it, the thing is, like I don't know if you know Nigerians. They love that they're Nigerian, and I get it because you know every Nigerian I meet, I swear, is like a doctor or a lawyer or a prince who really needs my help. <laughs> um, yeah, but like Italians, what are they like? I the only Italian doctor I know is like Dr. Fauci, and um. You just gave me that idea right now, actually. <laughs> but uh, 
Italian. Wait, here's. Oh, I hate in particular like Jersey Italians. Like everyone know Jersey Italians. You know Jersey Italian. Okay, so we've all seen The Sopranos. Um, but like a Jersey Italian are so annoying to me because they're the only culture that hates their only doctor. All right, that didn't work. That's fine. Um, all right. It's hard being white, though, now, because everyone just, yeah, thanks, Ian. Woo! Because everyone just assumes that I don't wear lotion, and I think that's an unfair stereotype uh, to put on white people because there are people who do. Uh, and I just don't get why white people don't wear lotion. Like, they'll buy it, and it'll sit out there not doing anything, just performative, kind of like how they do everything else with black people. All right. I need a better punchline for that joke. Um, yeah. What else did I want to talk about in this joke? I know. I'm thinking. There's a problem when I write these jokes right before I get up here. All right, I'm not going to keep doing that. Oh, yeah. I, people are like, oh, I won't wear lotion because it's weird when I get in the bed. It feels slimy. Like, getting in the bed without lotion is like having sex without lube. It's great when you're young, but gets a lot harder as you get older. Um, all right. You guys know the close friend story on Instagram? Okay, only the young people did. But um, it's like this feature, for those of you who don't know, where you can limit who sees your stories, typically for your close friends. Uh, but me, I use it just for the person I'm obsessed with at the time and, and advertise it if there's more people that are on there. So <laughs> I'll go on there and be like, I'm feeling very flirty today. Anyone here have a crush on me? The answer is usually no, and then I feel even worse. All right, thank you guys. <laughs> Jack Weiler, everyone. I can't imagine anyone not having a crush on you. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Wally Hippolito. Yay! Oh, my God. Hello? Oh, yeah, that's what's up. Uh, I'm intermittent fasting. Yeah, uh, not by choice. Eggs are expensive, and strawberries have herpes in it. So, you know, I can't really... I also read that Toucan Sam gave cl uh, chlamydia to Tony the Tiger, so I stopped eating Kellogg's brand cereal too. Cool. Uh, now I, no, now I now that I don't need, I just photosynthesize all day. I'm just sitting in the sun, just. Cool. Um, but they, but the main reason that I I did intermittent fasting is because uh, it they say it helps you with focus, right? It helps you with focus, and it's true. Now all I think about is trying to eat. Good. Thank you. Uh, Art was talking about the pandemic, which was kind of crazy, right? It was a crazy time in our lives. Like, you know, uh, everybody was making sourdough bread. I was contemplating on getting my ass ate for the first time. You know, some people wanted bread, and I was, you know, I wanted, I wanted to reach nirvana. You know, we have different priorities, guys. We really do. I think San Francisco stepped up their game a lot during the pandemic. You know, they provided shelter to the homeless. They provided food. No, they didn't do any of that. Uh, they decided to pull all their money and change the names of schools, <laughs> which is really fucking helpful for the community, guys, really helpful. Uh, I hate going to the gym post-COVID because I hate seeing people I know at the gym post-COVID because um, they always have a story about how they gained 50 pounds during the pandemic. It's like, bro, I lived through the same thing. We were all alcoholics making bread, okay? <laughs> like, I, like I said, I was just there to eat ass. I was just there to get my ass ate, actually. 
But uh, I noticed during post-pandemic that nobody really wants to work anymore. Like, everybody has a job, but nobody does work at their job. Like, those seven cops in Memphis who were, who were fired for having sex at the precinct. You know, like, we don't, I don't pay my tax dollars for you to have sex on the job and not release the body cam footage. I think it's something that just needs to be done, guys. That's that's what our tax dollars going to hell yeah. Like having like hearing that story is kind of like hearing about Wilt Chamberlain scoring a hundred points. We want to see that footage, you know. <laughs> we want to see what the, what happened. Uh, let's see what else I got. Um, I just got back from the Philippines, which is really great. Um, turns out I'm still Mexican there too. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I uh, I traveled with I traveled with my girlfriend, which was honestly it was a nightmare because women like you don't know how to travel. Like I I made it through a month of in the Philippines with like five pairs of underwears and some swim shorts. She brought her entire wardrobe for a month, and guess who had to carry it? Your boy. So I did the so I did the smart thing, you know, try to really contemplate, and I paid the airlines to lose two of her luggages. It was a lot lighter, guys. It was a lot lighter. But no, I was excited to go because I was meeting my biological father's family for the first time. And I was excited, but I was a little nervous. I was nervous because, like, you know, what if they were hot? You know what I mean? Like, I've watched enough Game of Thrones in my life, guys, where incest is very much on the table. <laughs> like, they might be looking for a green card. I'm looking for a second wife. Like, let's make some shit happen here. All right, y'all, I'm all hippie. That's my time. <laughs> Yeah, Wally Hippolito. Hopefully, he will release the footage of him and his cousins. Yay. Your next comedian, one of my favorite people in San Francisco. Put your hands together for Spencer Devine. Yay. That's right. Two and a half minutes of woos. I'm a rebel. <laughs> Fuck you. Ah. Uh, I didn't think I'd ever have to talk about this on stage. I thought it was a, a debate that had already been settled, but I've seen it recently on the internet that people don't fucking know uh, what a fucking sandwich is. They're asking questions like, hey, is this a sandwich? Is this a sandwich? Are you an idiot? Sandwiches are very definitely defined. It's one thing, something in the middle, a separate piece of something. Is a pizza folded in half a sandwich? No, not unless you cut it in fucking half. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No, a hot dog bun is a loaf of bread that someone was too weak to cut all the way through. If you rip your hot dog bun in half like an animal, that's a hot dog sandwich. Congrats, you did it. Is an open-faced sandwich a sandwich? No, it's a cry for fucking help. Figure yourself the fuck out. Okay, people, uh, I've been watching penguin documentaries a lot because I love fucking penguins. They're the Arctic's tiny gentlemen. Uh, and I don't get why the Titanic was a tragedy, but all these tiny little tuxedo men getting eaten by killer whales is not a tragedy. More people in tuxedos die every day in Antarctica than died on the Titanic. Um, uh, Rose was terrible. We know that, right? In the Titanic, she fucking hired a whole bunch of people, and then she just threw the fucking thing in the ocean. We'll just address that. Uh, you know how turtles have lots of babies? 
And they, they have lots of babies because they're so slow. And then the, the, the babies take a long time to get to the ocean. Uh, and they're like, oh, I'll just have a million babies. What if I lose one or two? Can you imagine if we had that kind of freedom as humans? We're like, oh, man, the world's a dangerous place. I'm going to have 100 babies. Send them, just let them run loose. Whoever comes home, comes home. Whoever's eaten by an albatross is eaten by an albatross. Uh, Seabirds are dicks. Look into it. Look into it. I saw two raccoons. One of them had a cup of marinara, and one of them had a bag of breadsticks. I don't get why people are afraid of raccoons. Those two didn't know to bring those the breadsticks. They didn't know about dipping. Okay, they d- if they can't figure out dipping, they're not gonna f- take over the world. They have ti- they have human hands, right? They have little hands. They dip them in marinara like animals because they're animals. Okay, <laughs> fucking don't be afraid of raccoons and their hands. They w- hold their food in the water because th- they c- need to see it better. They're just little old men. They're little old men and they eat garbage. Okay, thank you. I've been Spencer Devine. (laughs) Yay, Spencer Devine. That was amazing. Okay, we're moving right along. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jared Senna. Yay! Oh, fuck. I did not know I would be up this early. What's up, guys? Hey, oh, God. this, this, This crowd is a lot sparser than when I walked in. That's okay. Uh, we're here to have fun. Uh, uh, so my dad told me I should get a job that I l- actually like doing. So I applied to be a sperm donor. Because if I'm going to be working 9 to 5, I want to spend that time jerking off. Uh, my wife gets mad at me because uh, I'm always coming home late. She's always like, you're always working overtime. And I'm like... Lisa, I don't waste my blood, sweat, and cum all day just to come home to hear you bitch at me. Right? Kaiser didn't like that joke. (laughs) All right. Cool. All right, I got this next one. Uh, You know, I don't want to be like one of those uh, those, uh, comedians talking about white people. That bit's kind of been done to death, but... They really are just a pathetic race of people. <laughs> I, I find the concept of white supremacy so funny. <laughs> like, these are the only type of people that get sunburns. Okay? <laughs> you know? Can you, like, this is the age of global warming, you know? You can't, you can't sunscreen your way out of a climate change apocalypse. Once that happens, dude, I think I'm just going to use them as a food source. I'm, I'm going to start with the babies. Okay, that joke needs work. All right. All right uh, this one's a doozy. Uh, this next joke, it involves me uh, telling you guys something I've never told anyone else before. Is it okay if I get a little vulnerable? I recently just put my finger in my ass. Uh, it's pink. Pinky. You got to start with the pinky first. Yes. Yes. 
show. Okay. You can't call it a G-spot and not expect me to get curious about it, you know? <laughs> I figured out what it was. It's, a, it's like a nerve. It's similar to the nerve in your knee, but instead of making you kick your leg, uh, it, ref, uh, it makes you question everything about yourself. Like, uh, like uh, how long has that been there? What does that make me now? Why aren't my fingers bigger? Honestly, I feel more manly now that I put my finger in my ass. Um, uh, I feel way more manly. Uh, I'm healthier. My sexual relationships have gotten better. And I'm buying more cucumbers when I go grocery shopping. Damn. This was a hit on Friday. Fuck. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm out. Uh, give it up to Pam. Yay, Jared. Cucumbers are pretty big. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Kane. That British guy earlier was pretty sick. I didn't know they were letting Ian Curtis do comedy now, or that he came back from the dead. Uh, the earlier art was talking about crackheads, you know, and it got me thinking about my pops, right? Because about 20 years ago is, I think, the last time he probably smoked crack. You know, I got to be proud of him for not being a crackhead anymore. You know, give it up for my pops for not smoking crack anymore. Yeah. Now he just smokes meth. <laughs> he got sick of the boring shit, you know? Um, so I tell a lot of jokes like that, but, you know, the thing I've kind of realized is that I need to start switching up my writing a little bit, you know, make jokes that are more digestible, because jokes are kind of like dairy, you feel me? Like, some people are lactose intolerant, some people aren't, you know? If you tell somebody the wrong joke, same thing you feed somebody cheese you shouldn't have it, they're going to shit all over your fucking day. They're going to let you know, you know what I mean? Uh, like I was saying earlier, though, you know, some people are lactose intolerant, some people aren't. Some people are lactose intolerant and still eat ice cream, right? And there's vegans who get pissed off every time I talk about how bad I want a 69 at the lactating cow. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just imagine the look on the cow's face, you know? And that kind of got me thinking, too. I was like, man, I feel like the first guy to get milk from a cow was probably, like, the equivalent to people who steal catalytic converters nowadays. You know what I mean? Like... First of all, you know this motherfucker didn't own the cow because no pet owner or livestock owner looks at their pet and they're like, oh, I know what I want to do. <laughs> like, this guy was on some freak shit. He was crawling around under some shit that wasn't his, taking some shit that wasn't his, just, <laughs> just all around big on some degeneracy. Uh, what else I want to try? Oh, so yeah, uh, the U.S. Supreme Court has been doing a lot of crazy shit. You know, they uh, banned abortion recently. And I was kind of thinking, you know, I was like, damn. That's really fucked up. You know, there's going to be a lot of kids like growing up in poverty, parents who weren't planning on that kind of thing, you know? And I was thinking, these kids are going to need something to do. The next thing they better do is unban child labor, you know? These kids got to have something fun to do. <laughs> uh, bad joke, my bad. <laughs> uh, so when I was in high school, I used to work at a music shop, you know? Uh, I was a little shorter, you know, so I'd walk around like this. Uh, you know, I had really long hair, probably down like the middle of my back, which meant I was the hottest chick at the music store. Long, curly, blonde, voluptuous hair, and uh, my prepubescent, somewhat more feminine figure. And, uh, you know, kids would come in for rental instruments, you know. Like, a, you know, a little kid would come in, rent a, you know, rent a trumpet, he'd walk in all short and shit. So I'd pat him on the head, I'd be like, good job, little kid, you know. And then uh, a Simone kid would walk in, and I'd have to, you know, reach up and pat him on the head. What's up, little kid? You know, they're, they're a little bigger, you can't reach down and pat him on the head. 
you know, which kind of got me thinking, you know, that even though they're kids, there's two people I would never fight, and that's a Samoan and a Filipino in his prime, you know what I mean? Because they will fuck you up, no matter what. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm personally not really a fan of kids, you know what I mean? I never plan on having kids. <laughs> I mean, they're okay, like, if they're other people's kids, but, you know, if you ever see me with a child, just assume, I, you know, it's not mine, it's a niece or a nephew. Or there's been some horrible, terrible freak accident. I don't know what the fuck happened. Now I have this kid. You should probably call CPS because I don't know what the fuck's going to happen next. You know? But if I were to have a kid that was mine and I had to name it, sign the birth certificate, I just think for the fuck of it, I would probably name him Kaleem Shafir Jahaf the Fourth. I don't know why. I mean, don't mind one through three. You know, those were the ones that I managed to, you know, sweep under the table. But, yeah, that's all I wanted to try. Thank you. Yay, Kane. Don't call CPS. Call Netflix. I want to see that one. 22-year-old Kane and uh, and a baby. Kane with a baby. It's crazy. Um, Abe, you're still here? Okay, Abe, then Ian. Put your hands together right now for Abe Rabinovitz. Yay. Okay. My, t my toes are froze. What's up, Muni Station? Everybody here and everybody at home having dinner with your families. <laughs> and <laughs> this guy taking a piss. Uh, hold on. Uh, good to be here. Okay. Uh, I've been thinking about rap. I'm a big rap fan. I, I grew up listening to rap. I got records. I was trying to be a rap DJ and learn how to scratch and all that stuff. But... I grew up with it, and now they're all old now, but there aren't any new rap songs about the elderly. Like, you know, there's no, <laughs> it was all a dream, and now it's a nightmare. I ain't got no hair. Next week, I got to register for Medicare. Yo, check it out. My pants are loose. I went from purple drink to prune juice. Give it up for my crew. We're those originals. Crew and the pacemakers. Okay, uh, got in an argument with my friend Elias. He's uh, he owns a cafe. He's real heated. He got he got upset. He's from Lebanon. He's like, we got in an argument about cold brew coffee. He's like, it's ruining my business. I was like, well, it's better on your system. He goes, they're charging fucking ten dollars at Whole Foods. I was like, well, people like it. He goes, fuck you. Who told you that? Uh, and I go, I I, it's better on your system. Uh, two doctors wrote a book. They wrote a book. They said that, that you could brew coffee with cold, regular temperature water. It doesn't release the acids in the beans. And as a result, you know, you don't get uh, ulcers and all that shit. And he goes, fuck them. And I was like, geez, man. And then he told me in Arabic, he goes, which I was like, well, what does that mean? And he goes, uh, my cock in your sister's mouth. And I was like, I don't think we're talking about cold brew anymore. Uh you're threatening my family, you know? Um, but half-sister, different dad, so it didn't really matter too much. I was like, what happened? Why are you reacting this way? What happened in Lebanon to make you react so aggressively? He's like, civil unrest. And I was like, the coffee, I guess. I guess there's a lot of coffee. People can't sleep. Unrest. Um, hello, <laughs> is this thing on? Uh, I always bring an extra mic. Should do that. Uh... Yeah, he's a funny guy, but uh, we were, he uses movies as adjectives. He's like, he's like, yeah, my nephew, he got Silence of the Lambs. I was like, what? He goes, he got Silence of the Lambs. I was like, what is it? 
he got somebody ate him. He goes, no, he became an FBI agent. I was like, oh, well, I didn't. I don't think people are gonna think that. Like, I can't be like, yo, my homie got deliverance last week. Oh, he uh, he learned to play the banjo. No, he got butt raped. Oh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really know that. Yeah, my neighbor, he got uh, he got Forrest gumped. Oh, he joined the army. Well, his girlfriend has AIDS. Oh, well. I was <laughs> yeah, my uh, my other neighbor, he got uh, Schindler's listed. Oh, he made the list. Well, they found him. So. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Abra Benavides, everyone. Yay! All right, clap your hands together. He's been so patient. It's Ian Langlands. Yay! Thank you, everybody. Thank you for sticking around. You didn't have to do this, but you're here. I will Venmo all of you after this concludes. Okay. Um. I feel like we don't talk enough about a pressing matter that's that's in my life specifically. I don't think we talk enough about how white people have to code switch every day. We have to code switch. It's tough for me. I go through this painstaking process of not saying the word skedaddle and it hurts me. <laughs> it's who I am. Very Caucasian word, skedaddle. And one time I was in a job interview and, and, and I dropped the word kerfuffle. That was real. I said kerfuffle in the job interview. It was so white, the guy, he immediately offered me a management position. It was incredible. Okay, I'm not going to, I was about to explain it. Okay, let's get to it. I am, uh, I was never a big reader as a kid. And uh, you always get shit for not being a reader as a kid. You know, you're always like, oh, Ian, you're such an idiot for not reading. Uh, why am I the idiot for watching the two-hour abridged version of the thing that took you three weeks to do? I feel like I'm smarter for not reading the book, you know? But it got to me. It did get to me because I, cause I, yeah, I'm really into Harry Potter. I like the movies a lot, and then everybody would get mad at me. They'd be like, well, you never even fucking read the books, dude. You're a fucking loser. And I'd be like, well, I like the movies. They'd be like, oh, yeah, well, f what, well f and they like to quiz you. They'll be like, oh, yeah, well, f what fucking spell did Hermione use to fix Harry's glasses in the first book? And I was like, I don't know. I was too busy having sex to learn that information. <laughs> the joke there is that I was not having sex, so that's true. Um, but it's funny with the, what was I going to say? So I, mean, I am reading Harry Potter. I'm on the fourth one. I'm on Goblet of Fire right now. It's a good one. Pretty good. Uh, and I was like, I was reading, I was like walking around with Harry Potter. I was like, man, this is like so cool. And then I got on the train. <laughs> I, I swear this is true. I saw a, a literal six-year-old reading Goblet of Fire. <laughs> and I got really, I almost heard him. I did. It got really bad. It would piss me off. See, not only, it wasn't so much the book. It was the fact, not only was he at a higher reading level than me, but he was also dressed like a little newsy, and that really pissed me off on another level. I'm, I'm, I'll figure this out. I'll figure these out. One of the most interesting jobs to me is uh, uh, the guy that does the like, Guinness Book of World Records. Every time a record is approved, there needs to be a, a Guinness like, representative on site to approve. That's a really interesting job. Because there's so many different types of records. Uh, you know in the company there's one dude that's like, I've been in this fucking company for seven years. And all I've been getting are the snakes and the alligator measurements. Meanwhile, Tim has been here for a year and a half, and he gets all of the breast records. And I don't think that's fair. Okay, bye. Ian Langlands, everyone. He did it. Okay.
I'm your last comic, yay me. Hunter Uniac is a child. It's okay. I'm I'm looking for a man with an edible complex. Not an edible complex, an edible complex. I make great edibles. Who who have I not given an edible yet to tonight? Um, Emily, we're gonna toss that back there. There you go. I need to put one aside for Lauren Kraut. It's a, they're like 15, 20 milligram edibles. They're a cookie. They're a fucking cookie. Abe. They're um, chocolate chip. And this one is for uh, Lauren Kraut because she likes edibles. And if you d if you didn't get one, you can find me tomorrow night. I only made I only cooked half the batter tonight, and then the rest of it I'll cook tomorrow. Tomorrow, OMG, come! I uh, that that was it. This last one I have to save for Lauren. I'm sorry. Um, they're pretty good though, yeah. Oh, you're sharing it. That's really cute. Okay, <laughs> jokes. Um, I'm so lonely. Uh, it's true. I'm so lonely. I masturbate to podcasts. Oh God. I picked that up. I want to run this. I want to run this joke. Um, I've been doing a lot of acid lately, trying to get my head together. It's not working. <laughs> it's not working at all. So I thought for about four hours last Saturday about breast milk. Pretty amazing shit, actually. Women's bodies, when the hormones are right, they secrete a liquid with both nutritive and calorative content that feeds humans. That's fate. That's amazing. That's mad. That's nuts. And everyone's just like, oh, that's normal. What? That's fucking weird. It's a liquid. It's crap. And it's so we fetishized it to the point where we enslave animals and we make them have babies and we change their hormones so that we can squeeze their tit juice and homogenize it and pasteurize it and make it into delicious things like cheese and butter and sour cream that the vegans can't eat and it makes them sad. So I was thinking I want to use my body in the way God intended and not to have a baby because that's gross. But to squeeze my tits to make cheese to save the vegans because it's 100% consent-based milk, 22% fat, it could make a great cheese. But then I thought farther, men also all the time secrete a liquid with both nutritive and calorative content. What? I possibly, in your ball sack, is the key to solving world hunger right now. We could take it, we could homogenize it, we could pasteurize it, we could feed everyone with nut butter to save the vegans. 100% consent-based, I believe we can have rivers of it. Everyone can live. But breast milk, nope, that's normal. But the, but the nut butter, something, no? Sometimes I smoke so much weed, I think I'm the smartest person alive. And then I'm like, am I the smartest person or am I doing too much acid? Like, what is happening with my life? I think I'm doing too much. Is there, is there too much acid? You know, once you're 48, I don't think that that's a question. I think I'm already, I've already ruined it all. Okay, I, that wasn't none, I was just babbling. Let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, thanks everybody for being here tonight, yay! <laughs>